0: Hi out there, I'm Pat Paul, and I'd like to welcome you to my show, Art Beat Northwest. Each week, we interview people from the visual arts or the performing arts in the Puget Sound area, and this week, we're talking about an adventurous art group called Surface Design Association. You'll find out what that means pretty soon. Um, it's supports innovation in fiber art and design and we'll find more about that too. But here with us is Crystal Edwards and she is a mixed media textile artist and the Eastside leader for Surface Design Association. And also Rebecca Watchman is here and she is a fiber artist, secretary for Eastside Surface Design Association and creator of Our Place in the World, a community project, which we'll talk about more later. But before we get started with surface design, I want to remind you listeners that we have a virtual feast of glass art on exhibit right now in the Puget Sound area. Now, last weekend, actually opening last weekend, and I was there, the new Benaroya wing of the Tacoma Art Museum is showcasing their glass art collection, uh, the one collected by the Benaroyas, and also, uh, which includes art from many, many little, many different local artists, uh, mostly from Pilchuck. So it's the Pilchuck artists, really. But there is also another exhibit, and this is the most compelling part of the exhibit, which is a room full of glass trees Done by Deborah Moore, really spectacular. Have to go see that huge trees uh, done in glass. Very, very wonderful. Now, while you're in Tacoma, uh, be sure to visit the View Museum of Glass next door for a truly amazing exhibit by Preston Singletary. It is wonderful, and it's called Raven in the Box of Daylight. It's a Glass illustrating a legend from the Tlingit tribe. Um, See it this year before it leaves because eventually it will be on view at the Smithsonian. Yes, isn't that wonderful? In Washington, D.C., of course. And then here in Bellevue at the Bellevue Arts Museum, Glastastic is there. And that again is a wonderful exhibit. And it will be on view until April 14th. So you need to get in and see that pretty soon. This biennial invitational exhibit features just the exploration of glass into so many different forms, 49 artists with 49 different ideas, many innovative, colorful, and amazing pieces, and many of them are huge. you got to see this, uh, really an amazing exhibit about the diversity of glass. Don't miss it. We'll be back shortly on Artbeat Northwest talking about the art of surface design on KKNW 1150.
1: From new exhibitions to community events, Bellevue Arts Museum is always new, always different, and always exciting. Through March 24th, see Dylan Neworth. Omnia. newworth is a contemporary artist working with light, space, and interactive technologies. The exhibition traces a metaphorical life cycle from the cosmic to the personal, including work in video, performance, sculpture, and neon. The museum's fifth biennial, BAM Biennial 2018, BAM Glass-Tastic, will be on view from November 9th through April 14th. This juried exhibition showcases the best work in glass from 48 established and emerging Northwest artists, craftspeople, and designers. For more information, visit BellevueArts.org.
2: Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound.
0: Welcome back to Beat Northwest. We have a discrepancy here. She says 48 artists and online it says 49. So we'll have to find out about that. But we're here talking about innovative fiber art with Crystal Edwards and Rebecca Watchman of Surface Design Association. The first thing we want to know, (coughs) what is Surface Design Association? Can you you
2: answer that, uh, Crystal? Yes, the Surface Design Association is um, an international organization that has a quarterly journal that is out and then uh, members who have this journal also have different meetings in different areas. There's like, there's an area lead for the entire state of Washington, and then I'm the Eastside area leader. There's also one for Seattle and so on. But uh, Surface Design Association provides a platform for the exchange of ideals, methods, and materials. The surface design community is expansive from makers and artists to academics and enthusiasts. The Surface Design Association mission since 1977 is to promote awareness and appreciation of textile-inspired art and design through member-supported benefits, including publication, exhibitions, and conferences. Now, that tells you about the organization, but not necessarily what is um, surface design. Some some people are like, well, what is surface design? It can be kind of confusing when I tell people, you know, surface design is about textile and fiber art, and it, it's still, but... Um, what it does is this involves creative exploration of processes such as dyeing, painting, printing, stitching, embellishing, quilting, weaving, knitting, felting, papermaking. So you get it, like just a bunch of different surfaces and stuff that is not what you would typically see in galleries. Um, though it is starting to, there's starting to be a resurgence of it uh, lately of different kinds of fiber art. Uh, Becky uh, Watchman is a, is a silk painter. Uh, she paints on silks, and she also uses dyes, but she also uh, does things with resins and things like that. And I am a painter, and a while back, I started using yarn, incorporating it onto my paintings and canvases. And then I broke away from canvases, and I started doing, like, yarn sculptures out of paint. So on all of, both of these things is surface design art. There's some people who do, quil- does, who do quilting or some people who do uh, s- different kinds of stitching and, and stitch work, uh, collage work. A lot of collage work is also surface design. Uh, Becky can tell you more about uh, the different surfaces that she's used.
0: Before we get to that, you know, apparently fiber design was kind of popular back in the 70s. You know, and I remember people always working on things like macrame and stitchery type things that were innovative. Tie dye and. And 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 what tie dye. Dye. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But all of that kind of went out. Mm -hmm. But now it's coming back. And in galleries, you're seeing a lot of these. Well, what I see is like recycled fabrics made into things. And uh, why don't you talk about your particular art, Rebecca?
1: Well, I, I started off in silk painting, which is just another kind of surface design. And I like to think of surface design as really anything you do to a surface is considered surface design. So people that paint in watercolor are technically surface designers as well, but they have their own niche in watercolor. So surface design kind of encompasses all of those textile kind of related areas that traditionally aren't covered by the other fine arts like oil painting or acrylic painting or watercolor painting. So I started off in silk painting working just with nice fine brand new silks and realized that I could find recycled fibers, re- recycled silk shirts, recycled silk pillowcases, whatever I could find at thrift stores and garage sales and I could take them apart and use those as my canvases so I've. Oh, so you're into recycling too. I'm into recycling too. Oh, great. Yeah. So that's where I kind of moved forward. But then that. people
0: like, okay, so you did silk painting, but right. people kind of reacted a little bit kind of odd to your paintings when they found out it was
1: silk. Yeah. When I would show them to people, people would be like, oh, those are beautiful. And then they'd ask about them being watercolor because they look very similar to watercolor. And in fact, the technique is similar to watercolor. But they're not watercolor. They're silk fabric and dyes instead of silk watercolor. dyes, right? Yeah, silk dyes, in, in, specific yeah. dyes for silk that bond to the silk permanently. And people, when they hear that, then kind of pull back a little bit and are like, what do, what do you mean it's silk? It's not on canvas? What, 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 what? Mm-hmm. So it kind of confuses people. And it, it's an interesting discussion point then.
0: So why don't you talk about how that evolved into 3D sculptural work that you've been
1: (laughs) doing lately? (laughs) Okay. So like I said, I work with recycled things. And when I take a shirt apart, I can use the front front packets, the back packets, um, the sleeves I can use. They make actually quite nice big chunks of silk that I can use for my paintings. But I'm left with a lot of leftover smaller bits of fabric. And I don't like to waste my dyes, so I wipe my dyes after I finish painting a color on my painting. I wipe it on a spare piece of silk that I've torn off, like the cuff or the collar of the shirts. And I ended up with all of these pieces of silk, and they're very pretty pieces of silk because they've got all these wonderful dyes in them, but I don't want to throw them away. And so I've been looking for other things I can do. And one of the things I thought of was to make necklaces out of the pieces of silk. So I was cutting them and putting them into little bezels and using jewelry grade resin to fill up the bezel and make little necklaces. But that didn't make the silk shine because there's no light behind the bezel. And so it kind of dulled the colors of the silk down. And I wasn't very happy with that. But I had spilled some kind of wiped some resin on just a piece of silk that was on the side. And I noticed that it kind of turned translucent when I did that. and. Uh It was one of those aha moments. I wonder if, what, what could I do if <laughs> So
0: you invented a new I kind of art. I invented a new kind of art. <laughs>
1: how, how cool. It was really, yeah, it was really, really kind of fun. And it's been really neat to see where it's, you know, where I've been able to take it. So I've, I've created a method where I basically embed the resin into the silk. And it's a slow process. This is not fast art. This, <laughs> this is weeks and weeks of hand painting resin onto the silk. So that you don't get drips and you don't get a mess and you let it dry for 24 to 48 hours. Then you go back, and you paint another coat on and let it dry for 24 to 48 hours. So it's a very slow process. But you end up with pieces that people look at and think is glass. And it's really fun to pick one up and tap them on the head with it or do something funny with it <laughs> because they're like, oh, what are you doing? And instead, it's like, with, technically, it's kind of a plastic, which is what resins are these days. So it's yeah. not as breakable as a glass. It's very lightweight. And you can do some very interesting things with it.
0: Yes, and I was at your show at Valov, by the way. And uh, your show was called Nature in Fiber. Nature in Fiber. And your pieces in particular were exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) And a lot of them were hung on the wall. And so they're three-dimensional from the wall looking like beautiful flowers and things or bowl like structures. And, and they do look like glass. Yeah.
1: And you know. the fun thing is you can do, you know, you can paint them any way you want to first. Mm-hmm. So um, I can get a lot more detail or interesting looks in it than you probably can get in glass because oh, yeah. the glass artists are restricted by, you know, how fine a glass, like frit or whatever they can put into it. So yeah. um, it is kind of fun. And the really nice thing is I've developed this um, project called Our Place in the World Project. Um, that allows community members to paint on the silk themselves. So I'm, I'm able to introduce people to fiber art and kind of pull them into fiber art a little bit by introducing them to silk painting. And then I take what they've done and I make them into the sculptures that you see on the walls.
0: So let's talk a little bit more about your project. Okay. Um, when is that going to be? You're going to have a, a, a session at yes. VALA, or where where will it
2: be?
1: It's going to be at VALA. We're going to have a, um, it's free to the public. We'd love to oh, have wonderful. as many people come as possible. You do need to register ahead of time because we there's a limited number of spaces that we have available right. in VALA. But it's going to be on the 9th of February from 11 to 1 p.m. P- p- yeah, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. So where do they register? Um, They would call VALA themselves is probably the best way to go about okay. that. Okay, you can go
0: online too. Yeah to at least find out their phone number and all the information about the workshop and then um, call them and register. Right. So, but um, you could just
1: drop by. I mean, if you wanted to, you're welcome to just drop by too. It just helps me get supplies ready for the number of people that will be there. Now there's
2: also a Facebook uh, event for it. So if you just make a comment in the event saying, Hey, uh, we're, I'm, planning on going to this, I'll register you automatically in it.
0: Oh, great. Great. Now, also, you've got another, let's talk about events now, since we started. Uh, (laughs) I think it's called a Yarn Bomb event coming up.
2: Yes. uh, VALA, uh, Venues for Artists in Local Area, the place where we're we're partnering with right now to show nature and fiber.
0: And by the way, that is located uh, in the
1: in Kirkland, Kirkland Totem Lake area, Kirkland
0: Totem Lake area, uh, alongside a lot of wineries and things, yes. a little hard to find, but go online and they have the address and how to get
2: there. So, uh, so, what VALA has been doing for about a year now is they do this event called Art Mashup, and it's artist led, and there's different themes that are done, and it's the first Saturday of every uh, month, and January and February since we're having the nature and fiber show over there they've allowed us to lead it and we have been leading a yarn bombing there's a small tree out in front where we'll show you how to either crochet or knit or if you already know how you can crochet or knit or we can even weave pieces in and anybody's welcome to come along and just hang out and have fun and put yarn on a tree and there's no charge there's no charge. no charge and you get to be creative and then you have a
0: display kit, a place for your art exactly. that tree how wonderful yes. look at that
1: i did that exactly you get <laughs> to yes. participate in a community project it's a l- awesome it's a lot of
2: fun i was i was there with becky uh before and we were like just busting up laughing like the whole time having fun crocheting and and weaving and tying knots and stuff
1: and you don't have to be a professional artist. You don't have to have any experience. We can teach now, you. Now are,
0: uh, are, are children welcome? Children yes. are welcome, all oh, ages. And what is the date of this now? It
2: is the first Saturday. Um, let me see. I have this written should be the down. second. Yes. It's February, the sec- second February 2nd? February 2nd, uh, 1 p.m. to 5 p.m.
0: Oh, great. Okay. Now, I'd like to change the subject just a little. Let's kind of talk a little bit more about uh, the exhibit that's there right now, uh, gosh, it has such variety. Everything from uh, your three-dimensional sculpture to wonderful felt pieces to some things that look like textural paintings to Erica Carter's wonderful quilts. Yeah, those quilts mm-hmm. are gorgeous. You've you to, got to stop by and see this show. It's wonderful.
2: Yeah. Uh, I can tell you a bit about it if you like. Oh, sure. It, it's a it was a juried show from uh, SDA Eastside members. Jack, Jacqueline Calendine was our guest juror. And, okay, so it's
0: a juried show. That's why it's so nice, and mm-hmm. and that means, of course, that they have selected the best works. Yes. Uh huh.
2: And the featured artists are myself, Crystal A. Edwards, Erica Carter, G. J. Galipsey, Gail Whitney. And I know Gail, too. She said hi, hi, by the way. Uh, She's great. uh, Virginia, friends, Turner, and Rebecca Watchman.
0: Oh, okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. And now I want to um, mention one reason why you belong to this, and that is uh, you are talking about this wonderful journal. And is it a way of sharing ideas on fiber art or uh, why do you enjoy this journal so much? It se- seems like uh, you're very uh, impressed with the journal and I haven't gotten to see it yet. I,
1: we'll make sure you get a copy. Yeah, oh,
2: okay. <laughs> yeah we'll make sure you get a copy. So, I, I love them personally because they are just well put together, beautiful, and they show from all over the world. Different types of surface design and textile and, and fiber arts, different installations at different places. It talks about them. Um, it talks about like the different artists that did them and like how they did them and their process. It's just beautiful. And you get a lot of
0: ideas from the I get magazine. a lot of ideas.
1: I think it's really wonderful, though. To it really does a great job of putting the word out on. What the current innovations in fiber art is and kind of is the leader for where fiber art is going in the world and it's just a really good touchstone for anybody who's in the fiber art world.
0: Great well listen it's already time for a break we'll be back shortly talking more about uh, what Surface Design Association is doing uh, with the fiber arts. Support for Artbeat Northwest with Pat Polly comes from Pratt Fine Arts Center, offering year-round classes for youth, teens, and adults. Located in the Central Area, Pratt is the only facility in the Northwest where absolute
2: beginners and established professional artists work side-by-side, creating art in glass, metal, stone, and wood sculpture, jewelry and metal smithing, painting,
0: drawing, printmaking, and mixed media. Learn more and register for classes at Pratt.org.
2: Alternative Talk 1150.
0: Welcome back to Beat Northwest. We're talking about innovative fiber art with Crystal Edwards and Rebecca Watchman of Surface Design Association. And okay, Surface Design has like 3000 members international. What are the advantages of to you of belonging to this group?
2: One of the big advantages is the people that I've come in contact with. Mm-hmm. As the SDA area leader, I put together a meeting that we do once a month on the third Sunday from 3 to 5 p.m. Uh, Where So your group meets once a month? Yes. Oh, that's great. So you get to talk to other
0: people that are doing all these innovative things. That's got to be fun.
2: Yes, and we always open it up to anybody who's also interested, but we have different themes and different topics uh, that we do during these meetings that, that kind of help, e- help each other out and share more information about what we're doing and maybe even help give advice on, you know, what you can do next or what you might want to try doing with that or just positive feedback, you know. Feedback, networking. You're networking,
1: yeah. I network. would say that these events are, we pretty much have, many groups throughout the state of Washington and probably oh, really? throughout the country. So Port Townsend has a group over there, they have a group on Woodby Island. There's a group in Seattle. Now There's if
0: you belong, can you go to some of these other you groups too? C- you
1: can. Um, you probably fact, get used to your group. So. Yeah, you kinda get used <laughs> to your group and your people but and usually it's of these other groups are, you know, a ways away from where you are probably right, right. But the Seattle group, I know, is very prolific as far as the uh, different kinds of opportunities. They offer up a lot of different kind of workshop classes. Oh, so I was
0: going to ask you that, too, that whether you have workshops and classes that are available to you. Right. Now, if you don't belong to the Seattle group, can you still go to their workshops and classes?
1: You'd have to ask them on a particular class because it depends on... You know how much space they have, yeah. but I'm sure they would welcome new members. We're always looking for new members, yeah.
2: Yes, and then some <laughs> events are like open to the public, and then some will be for all SDA members, and then some will be for the SDA members in that area because the groups are divided up by areas, sort of like Girl Scouts, you know, Boy Scouts kind of thing. Oh, yeah, and um, so
0: organized. Yeah. Most arts organizations are just local, you know, yeah, and you got a whole international organization right. now. Do you have an international convention that you go
1: to then? They have a, every other year, usually, as as I understand it, convention that met Portland University two years ago. And I'm not sure, I my understanding is, is there's a new one coming up, but I haven't heard anything announced about where it's going to be yet or what that's going to be looking like. Usually they try and do it to a different place each year or each, you know, every other year so that there's some, everybody has the opportunity to get to it at some point.
0: Right. Now, are they pushing... To get more recognition and like more of these fiber arts into museums and public uh, places and things like that, or is that not part of your mission?
1: I think that's possible. I, I think that we're trying to overall get more recognition um, for fiber arts as a mainstream art rather than just as a Traditionally, it has been thought of as craft rather than art, and so woman's work. Woman's work. You know, (laughs) it's something that's not—it's trivialized a bit, and so and
2: men are welcome. Yes, don't don't worry about that. We do have male members. We have
1: quite a few male members. Oh, great! Yeah, I know
0: some males really like uh, needlework and things like that.
1: Oh, and we have some fabulous, fabulous male artists. And female artists. I mean, yeah. yeah, we don't discriminate between the genders, LGBTQ, whatever. Everybody's <laughs> invited, so <laughs> we oh, love we love it all. Love but but um, it it's really there's been a push in the fiber arts communities to try and get more mainstream recognition for the artwork that is being done.
2: And I think the journals help with that. Yeah, since it like shows what's going on across the world. You know, in in surface design and fiber art and lately they've been actually putting out calls where you can uh, enter your artwork to be in the journal as well so they call those exhibitions oh, yeah. for the journal our online exhibitions as well
0: so that's another opportunity to show your art right in you know a friendly uh, place
1: right and that's that, another benefit of being a member of the, the surface design is we do have all the local groups usually have their own shows and things like that, that they put on. So if you're a member of that local group, then more than likely you're going to have your, you know, if you want that opportunity, you can have that. Opportunity. You have put local your art,
0: shows and then you know. would have an opportunity to be in the journal, which right. would be probably really nice. if You got into that since it's international.
1: And then the surface design association has a Facebook page where people can post their work and chat and talk about the issues that they're having and get feedback we have a local Washington uh, Facebook page, and then we also have our own individual group Facebook pages. Yeah, so, our
2: Facebook page is Surface Design, or SDA East Side. S, so, S-D-A East Side.
0: S-D-A East Side. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so that gives and, you a
1: great opportunity to network. And
0: so… Yeah. Uh, So that's great, because you can network online, too, as well as in person at these meetings.
1: Yeah, and I've met a lot of people that way, that then when we went to the conference, it was nice to actually meet them in person Oh yeah, when you've been chatting with them on Facebook.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, now, the theme this year is supposed to be artwork related to family, Our Place in the World. Have we done any of that yet, or is that just coming up?
2: Our Place in the World will be coming up on February 9th. 11 a.m. to 1 p.m.
0: Okay, so if you're interested in fiber arts and especially contemporary and uh, ones that are really creative, then this may be the group that you might (laughs) want to join. And why don't you give uh, that website again? Uh,
2: Our local chapter is uh, SDA Eastside. That's the local Facebook page. And be sure to come and check out Nature and Fiber at VALA. It'll be up until the end of February.
1: Great. Uh, just thank you so much for having us. Yes. It's been really fun.
0: Oh, it's been great that you could come by and talk to us about uh, this wonderful resurgence of art done with textiles. It's so wonderful. Anyway, um, We are out of time, so I want to just tell everyone to be sure and listen every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Drive time for Artbeat Northwest for news and views of the local art scene. I'm Pat Pauley, signing off on Alternative Talk 1150. Have a great, creative week.